Good morning and welcome to our podcast service from the Burn and Benefice for this Sunday, the 26th of September, which is the 17th Sunday after Trinity. Our service will begin with a short introductory piece of music. of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. We say together our prayer of preparation. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord our God, though we may have rebelled against him. Let us then renounce our willfulness and ask his mercy, and confess our sins together in penitence and in faith. Almighty and most merciful Father, We have wandered and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But you, O Lord, have mercy upon us sinners. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent. According to your promises, Declare to mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may live a disciplined, righteous, and godly life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, 
who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed. Forgive us our sins, open our eyes to God's truth, strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so the collect then for the 17th Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. Pour your love into our hearts, and draw us to yourself, and so bring us at last to your heavenly city, where we shall see you face to face, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is from the book of Numbers. In the second year after the Israelites had come out of the land of Egypt, the rabble among them had a strong craving, and the Israelites also wept again and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, all at the entrances of their tents. Then the Lord became very angry, and Moses was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated your servant so badly? Why have I not found favour in your sight that you lay the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth to them? That you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a suckling child to the land that you promised on oath to their ancestors. Where am I to get meat to give to all these people? For they come weeping to me and say, give us meat to eat. I'm not able to carry all this people alone for they are too heavy for me. If this is the way you're going to treat me, put me to death at once. If I have found favour in your sight, and do not let me see my misery. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather for me seventy of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tent of meeting and have them take their place there with you. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered seventy elders of the people and placed them all round the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him, and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the seventy elders. And when the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. Two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other Medad. And the Spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen men, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, are you jealous for my sake? 
Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord put his spirit on them. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the letter of James. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are they cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of the faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord. the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell. To the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell.
And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, they are really good at ranting, aren't they, the Israelites? I do like a good rant. But, you know, I think I could learn from these fellows. If only we had meat to eat. Well, we remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Well, you know, it's quite hilarious, really. For after all, manna is from heaven and unsurpassable. It would be like complaining that in the past we had tea, cocoa and Robinson's barley water to drink. But now there's nothing but champagne. But you see, Moses is up to their level. Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth to them? Where am I to get meat to give to all these people? I'm not able to carry all these people alone, for they are too heavy for me. God, if you were going to treat me like this, just get on with it and put me to death. Not so hilarious, for here is the cry of a man, weary with it all. But the next thing that happens may strike us as surprising, for after all, Moses' prayer is far from plaintive, hardly a supplication, not the sort of tone of voice that we encourage in church. Yet God hears, listens and responds. There are moments in our lives, maybe many, when we feel angry with God. We meet it most frequently in times of hardship or loss, or when receiving terrible news, or perhaps simply when, like Moses, we are exhausted with it all. Take heart, then, from this story, written more than 1,500 years ago. People have been angry with God from the very beginning, and as I said at the start of this, they were very good at putting their anger into words. And God sees that Moses is tired, frustrated, upset by the grumbling of the rabble, and also that he, Moses, has not organised things very well. So he puts into Moses's mind a solution. Gather for me seventy of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tent of meeting and have them take their place there with you. The Lord knows that Moses cannot do this work on his own, and so he puts his spirit on the seventy and on Eldad and Meldad. And already then we see the beginning of a church. Not Moses and Aaron on their own, but a congregation. And the thought is echoed in the Gospel reading. Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. Jesus says, do not stop them. One of the things I found intriguing about the explanation of the deanery plan, and I have had several views of this, 
more than once at Deanery Chapter, at presentations by the area dean in Wells and, of course, here in Burnham Market, and one more time, for good measure, at Deanery Synod. And if I may offer a constructive criticism, I just want to point out to you that it was all very priest-centric. The conversation was only about clergy. But we will have to consider wider forms of ministry to augment and improve what we currently have. Here in the Burnhams, you know that this can be so. David Crombie was an exemplar. He was loved and appreciated and worked alongside the priests in partnership with the Lord's Spirit upon him. Looking forward, we need to begin to form a wider team. I will help you. I've trained readers, worship leaders, old and young. I've trained curates and priests. And this is one of the things I really enjoy doing. Perhaps we cannot find 70. But then again, why not? If you're stimulated to do something, come and have a conversation with me. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our service uh, this Sunday is uh, coming from the church in Burnham Norton. And so we use today the prayers from the communion service in the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all people, we humbly beseech thee, most mercifully to receive these, our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity and concord, and grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes and governors, and especially thy servant Elizabeth our Queen, that under her we may be godly and quietly governed. And grant unto her whole council and to all that are put in authority under her 
that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may, both by their life and doctrine, set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and specially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succour all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace, so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Now we come to our blessing. The God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>